Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. Hey everybody, I'm Jeremy Lee. And I'm Elizabeth Lee. Thanks so much for joining in. Today it is episode 53 and we're in the middle of a series on how to handle when people leave. We're hitting all sorts of topics on this in this series. What happens when families leave your church, volunteers, staff members, and when you need to leave. <laughs> and so today the topic is what how to handle it when volunteers leave. You know, I think uh, volunteers in, in all that we do, and a lot of you, by the way, uh, hats off, because a lot of you are volunteers. We call you church leaders, um, and some of you, yeah, you're paid, and some of you are like, well, if you saw my salary, you would kind of think of I'm, I'm a volunteer. <laughs> I get that, and I, and I think that's what's heroic about all of you. You're making sacrifices that most people don't see, uh, but a lot of you are like literal volunteers as you lead your ministry. Um, but then we've got these folks that kind of uh, have another job, have their family, uh, but yet on top of all that, with their precious free time, they donate a portion of it back to the church. That's just sometimes, if not more valuable than money. Mm-hmm. And so the volunteers, we love so much when we invest in them, when we train them, and when they invest back in us. When they leave, it, it's hard, a little bit of a of a struggle. Yes, because it becomes um, – because of the whole calling of equipping the saints for the work of ministry, right? When you are pouring into uh, – I mean, I use a, an example. Like when you're – you know, you're pouring into your kids and you're stewarding them and guarding them and all of a sudden they go off to college and they, they spread their wings and fly. And there's a, a bittersweet time to that, right? Because there are seasons like Ecclesiastes. There are seasons. And so when, when you're pouring into your volunteers um, – and it's time for the season to come to a close. There's a whole lot that can come with that. And if it's a, a, a sweet transition, maybe the volunteer got married and is having a baby and they need to transition out. That's a sweet thing. Then there are just those moments where they move. Okay, say goodbye. And then there's those moments where it's not such a pleasant goodbye and it's peace, I'm out, and there's conflict. So there's there's uh, there's a lot to it that can come with volunteers leaving. And also how long they volunteered, uh, the transition. Like if they've only been volunteering for a few months and they need to transition, maybe they got a job in a new city. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, thanks, bye. Right. <laughs> uh, if they've been with you for like over a decade years. or decades, <laughs> um, and they're leaving for whatever reason, good, bad, or ugly, it's, it, it you kind of gone to war with this person. And now mm-hmm. that they're leaving and transitioning, it's tough. So, and yeah. this, this might be exactly where some of you are right now. Mm-hmm. And so we want to talk to you. We want to give you four, um, just suggestions to think through and put into practice as you are navigating saying goodbye to volunteers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to, uh, I, I think what we decided is I'm going to set each one up and you're going to kind of spike at home. Okay. Yeah, sure. Cool. Number one, when they leave, I think the golden rule should be to say thank you. Now, this means to say thank you, even if you're spitting mad and y'all been in a fight. <laughs> um, this means to say thank you if uh, if you're just in tears because you can't believe they're leaving and you're personally just damaged inside that they are going. Um, they still deserve a thank you no matter what because at some point – 
they gave of themselves mm-hmm. wholeheartedly to your ministry. Also, you need to help the kids, teenagers or children, mm-hmm. say thank you mm-hmm. um, and have a process in place for that to happen for every time a volunteer leaves. They deserve a thank you. Um, and, it, and it's mm-hmm. right and good to give it, even if you don't feel like giving it. Well, and, and I was thinking I had another when you were saying even if, even if. And I thought the big one for me is even if them leaving means 50 to-do list just came back on my plate, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I am already, my cup is full. I've got nothing left to give. And now I've got 50 more things to cover or whatever. Mm-hmm. That can keep me from saying thank you because I am so in my own space mm-hmm. that I am forgetting to do what's right, which is gratitude for the fact they did volunteer their time for a season. And even though them exiting means more work is on my plate, I need to say thank you. It's a gratitude piece. It's a bigger than myself piece. Mm-hmm. It's a do what's right piece, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been taught to, um, if we're going to make an apology, uh, to have a five gallon apology. Like there's different ways to apologize. Right. You say sorry. Or you but if it was a five gallon offense and you offer a $5 apology, not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. The point there is, I think it's the same with a thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. That's really uh, good. You can have a simple thank you if, when that applies. But I think in volunteer world, especially if they have any significant time invested, it's a deeper thank you. So here's something. Um, just This is kind of a bonus tip on this one. Because potentially conflict may be the reason they're leaving or you may be personally hurt, um, um, this might be something that is better – that you allow someone else to carry the burden of the thank you because you just genuinely can't honestly do it give the full now we all should be able to set show up in in a sense of maturity and say thank you in character but we might need to ask someone else on the team hey can you plan the thank you party for this person or whatever we're going to do because uh, i just i need some help with it and you know that what you're doing is you're kind of putting a better person in that spot in that moment and here's a great example so let's say you have a 30 year volunteer vet and sometimes volunteers are actually the one consistent person in a child or teenager's life, because especially in youth ministry, it can flip over so quickly that that volunteer has probably been there 30 years. Right. And and it's probably more he or she's probably more consistent than the leader itself. And so let's say and I've seen this happen before. A new leader comes in. It doesn't work well with that volunteer. The volunteer who's been there for 20, 30 years decides to leave. And the new church leader says, bah, good. You know, you Mm -hmm. are part of the old regime or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think in that moment, that's the moment where you honor the years that have been invested. But if it is conflict because personalities are clashing, you find another volunteer who's been there just as long or who knows this person well, and they lead that thank you Mm -hmm. celebration, especially like you said, if it's they've been there three minutes Okay, a three-minute thank you. But if they've been there 20, 30 years and and they might be leaving because they don't like your leadership, okay, then find someone, like you said, to help honor that 30-year commitment and give it a, a, a thank you that's worthy of the volunteer time. We want to claim the high ground here. We want to take – we want to be on the – we want to – we we don't want to go low. <laughs> we want to stay You're high. Michelle Obama. <laughs> All right. So the second thing uh, and suggestion we'd have for you is to create a culture where people can and are actually encouraged to leave. 
Um, and that might, some of y'all are like, huh? Yeah, do you have, have you, have you ever recruited volunteers before in your life? Uh, if I give them a way out, they'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, this was one of the most successful things for me in, in, in my ministry years. I set a beginning and an end to a volunteer term. And I always was able to recruit more people. This, if I could give my, if you came to me and said, Jeremy, give me your best recruiting advice. Uh, that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Have a term, mm-hmm. have a beginning and an end. And here's why. It creates a natural way for volunteers to come out. And so when they're saying yes, they, they're saying to themselves, you know what? I'm only saying yes for this season. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to have to have that awkward moment where, uh, where I have to initiate the goodbye. There's going to be an opportunity for me to either stay or go naturally, and that makes people want to say yes. And here's another thing. When you create a volunteer culture that says, hey, you know what? We're going to re-up with each other every at this certain point. And if it's time to re-up and God is leading you somewhere else in the church mm-hmm. or God is leading you to take a break or God is leading you to another church – Whatever he's leading you to do, you know what I want? I want you to follow God's leadership mm-hmm. more than I want you to take tasks off my plate or to take uh, – uh, or to leave a leave, – leave this hole that needs to be filled. Um, I, I would rather you follow God's leadership because I trust that God will provide as he provides for you. He will provide for us. And if I'm going to preach that, I need to live it mm-hmm. even if that means – I might have a little bit more vacancies uh, than I, than than mm-hmm. than if I do the whole keep them and hold on to them. And that's just really that's really hard to implement because that triggers the uh, scarcity concept that there's just not enough. Especially if and in, in the majority of churches, it's the twenty eighty rule, right? Twenty twenty percent of the people do eighty percent of the work, and when that's true. Volunteers are like that one piece of candy when there are five kids in the in the room, and mm-hmm. it is like uh, it creates a competitive environment. It creates a unhealthy environment. Everybody's when, fighting for that twenty percent. They are. They are, and it, it it's, and we're referring to other ministries like a children's yes, ministry, youth, youth ministry, ministry, college ministry, adult, adult ministry, yeah, music, missions mm-hmm, ministry. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got to have their people. And when they see that one good leader who can like help take something off my plate, it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it actually ends up being a little bit like free agency right? for sports. <laughs> and it's kind of like, can I speak to your agent? <laughs> and, and truthfully, you can really kind of mess over, um, a your, volunteer. your friends that mm-hmm. you're on staff with, mm-hmm. whether that's volunteer or paid, but the, the people that you're serving with on staff that they're in charge. Like if you're the youth minister and you're working alongside the children's minister, uh, you can get into situations where you're stealing, poaching volunteers. Well, you're competing, and, not collaborating. Yeah. It's a big difference. And so when there's a system that says, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm going to trust that whoever needs to be here needs to be here. And I'm going to take, and I'm going to just assume, and I'm going to create terms, and I'm going to let, I'm actually going to encourage people to go if they need to. Mm-hmm. That makes such a statement to, uh, to uh-huh, the, everybody, the and it creates an environment people want to be in. And if you're, if the person in the seat next to you in the children's ministry is saying, you know what, I'm going to be the next Nick Saban, and I'm going to acquire all the volunteers, and I'm going to hold them, and then nobody's going to get to leave, and I'm going to make them feel horrible if they try to leave. Yeah. Um, I would say just keep doing what you're doing because because culture will win. You build a healthy culture. 
that honors people and honors God's leadership in their hearts. Culture will win. So to clarify, are you saying that doing the Nick, because it came off as you're saying like the Nick Saban culture of holding everybody in your own ministry is a good thing. Keep doing what you're doing. You're not saying that. No, I'm saying uh, if the person next to you is doing that, got it. Then okay. you do what you're doing mm-hmm. because that will eventually implode. Got it. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's working for him in Alabama, so probably well, not a good analogy. It? Is it? <laughs> Depends on what you consider working. Okay, moving on. The third. Thing. What, what was the second? Huh? What was the second? I literally just spilled her coffee. That's what you just heard. I'm not going to edit that. Coffee spills are great for podcasts. As long as they're not on the laptop. <laughs> so the third thing is we are going to notify leadership and staff and notify people. So communication is kind of what we have here, which is this. When a transition happens organizationally, one of the best things you can do, first of all, if this is a key leader, like a, a person, like I said, if they're in that 20% that we refer to of the people in the church who handle 80% of the work, you should probably tell the people above you, the leadership above you, and say, hey, you just a heads up, this person's uh, going to transition out from, and from, you know, our ministry. Uh, give them the backstory just a little bit. Don't overwhelm them, but just give them enough of the backstory so that they're not surprised. And so that they can be like, okay, and maybe they want to reach out and help them find a new spot, especially especially if there's some kind of conflict or negative uh, things that are going on. Uh, you want to just keep that communication up with your leadership. You never want leadership to be surprised. You know, it reminds me of a podcast episode. I'll have to look that up, and I'll put it actually in the show notes. The We did a podcast episode with Jason Pyron, mm-hmm. who he talked about how to communicate with your leadership. He's an exec pastor at a mega church, and he came on, and it was so good. I thought he it's one of the best uh, – Practical pieces of advice I've heard for church leaders on what they what your leadership wants to know and what they don't want to know. Mm-hmm. It was a really good podcast. So I'll put that in uh, the show notes. Yeah. The other place to communicate is to um, your other other folks on staff with you, uh, and to be able to say freely like this isn't, <laughs> but like hey, this person is uh, seeking to transition. They might be a great person for you guys to contact. We want to find a spot for them or to be able to say, hey, everybody, this person has told me they need a season of rest. So calm it down. I see all the look in all your eyes and we need to honor this person. So for six months, everybody just chill and give them a season of rest. Is that like dreaming of utopia to think about being in a staff meeting where that is discussed, where people are not commodities? Well, I'm going to take it to, I'm going to take it to a whole nother level. Okay. So if this church, if this person says, Hey, you know what? We feel led to a, go to another church. Typically for us, that is, that triggers the amygdala. That's like, Oh <laughs> my goodness. Level. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, and, uh, what if we created an environment where we said, cool, what church? Cause I might know there's people over there and I can help them. I get to know you. I can, um, and, and I promise the person's probably gonna look at you and go, what? Like they probably don't expect that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, hey, I know the youth minister across town. Are you interested in being a part of their group? Cause what I can do is I can set that up for you. I can notify him that you're coming and set y'all up and y'all can talk about, and, and wow, that would be 
church. Beautiful. It's where local churches collaborate rather than compete. That's almost like the way Jesus described the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Like the church of Galatia and Philippi, where it was all the little local churches working together. together. Yeah. What? I think we're being sarcastic because we want. That's our pain. It's the dream. Wishing uh, that that could exist. And these are for encouragement. But we're human. So we're encouraging. The church is a part of humanity. (laughs) We're sitting here backpedaling right now. It's okay. We need to hang on to what we have, uh, what we believe about this. All right. So finally, um, this is the final encouragement, and I love this. Um, we're gonna we we're gonna use the term ex have an exit interview. That for me feels a little corporate. Um, so uh, have an opportunity for closure, like um, for them off, to use their voice. I don't know. Offer a face to face, basically. Okay. Offer them a chance for a face-to-face. Now, the volunteer may say, hey, you know what? I'm super busy. Can't really do that. Or the volunteer may say, oh, you know what? I'm super angry at you, and I really don't want to be with you, around you. Or they may say whatever they want to say. Or they may say, yeah, I want to sit down, and I want us to work through conflict. Or I want us to sit down, and sure, I don't mind because this has been a positive experience. Either way, um, I think for there to be kind of a systematic of, hey, when when a volunteer leaves, I'm going to take the time to offer a face to face. And if they accept it, we're going to sit down and we're going to I'm going to give them a chance to have their say if they need to have their say. I'm going to listen to what's going on because they might have something going on in their life. Um, I'm going to uh, have an opportunity to to have closure, to put away the matches so no bridges are burned. And we are going to keep everything just open and good as much as possible. We're going to live at peace with each other. Um, and if we need to, we're going to enter into the conflict in as healthy way as possible so that we can uh, go through that uh, tunnel of chaos and move through it. And I think sometimes the face-to-face not be might not be the healthiest. Sometimes it might just be a phone call. Uh, you know, it's just a, a one more phone call to go, okay, I need to um, – kind of just fill it out and see and, and what's happening it might be something as simple as a survey monkey you know where it's anonymous with some good pointed questions and it's a way to get feedback especially if there's a, that struggle of i'm intimidated because you're a pastor or a minister or a church leader and they're not willing to or they feel like they're leaving and leaving you hanging or there's just so many different um, factors that Having something that's even anonymous, like uh, the some type of online thing where they can just fill it out as they go. Uh, you know, you talked about the start and the stop, that when you're doing your onboarding, your training, you're bringing volunteers on. Hey, when you leave, you'll all automatically get an email that'll, we want your feedback. This will help us, you know, grow our ministry and, and make it better for the volunteers that come after you. So if you will, when, if, if and when you step away, would you, so that way when they receive it, it's not personal. Hmm. You know, have it as a part of that plan that you were talking about when you're creating that culture, creating the culture of collaboration and, and strategy. I love that. I think, uh, this is an opportunity. To end well, which is what we all dream of. Um, it, and we also, if you've done this at any length of time, you know it's not always possible. We can't control it. But we can try to create environments that have built in uh, systems that allow us to end well as much as possible. All right, so these are those four encouragements. If a volunteer leaves, uh, you make sure to say thank you. You make sure to create a <laughs> She's holding so up a post-it note where she wrote down these things in her handwriting. Is so 
I can't read. I'm trying to seamlessly do that, but I can't. You can. Why don't, hey, why don't you go over the four things we talked about today? I'm laughing. Like I'm trying to control myself from crying because I have such bad handwriting. Like I'm notorious. For, like everybody knows my handwriting's. I don't. I'm, do cursive. I don't think of it as bad. Scratch. I just couldn't read it myself. <laughs> No one's at one point I think we sent like twenty five, twenty six years ago, remember I sent a thank you note to your parents' friends in Maryland and uh he was like, I thought it was from the NSA because it was so scratchy. It's coded. Because it was so bad. Okay, so the four points are gratitude, uh say thank you, create culture of collaboration. Uh-huh. Uh and by doing so you're creating a system of a start and a stop and a welcome and a uh you're just creating a culture of collaboration and I'm totally summarizing. I know that you didn't say these words but I summarized <laughs> what I heard. And uh by doing so by giving it a start and a stop, that's ultimately what that creates. Communication and then uh, an interview of t- some type, even though that wasn't the exact word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more a little corporate, but it's just a, a healthy goodbye, a closure piece. So those are the four things. I hope this was helpful. Uh, reminder, administrative parents, we uh, partner with you guys to help you connect to the families in your church. We provide great content, um, and we let you take our name off of it and put your name on it. We want that. We desire it. If you want to check some of that content out, maybe try it out with some of your parents and see if they like it, you can go to ministrytoparents.com forward slash free. And if you go there, you'll get a few videos, a prayer guide, and some cool stuff that you might be able to try and use. And if you like it, come back for more. Thank you so much for joining in on episode 53. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. See you next episode. You've been listening to the M2P podcast. To download free parent resources, go to ministrytoparents.com.